Hey, Chris, how are you feeling right now? Like one, did it feel great right now? Seriously? Don't lie. Yeah, where are you from originally? Just as you just traveled around a lot, like one day Ohio, one day Indiana, I'm a racist, back to Michigan, confused. Which suburb? Hoffman Estates. How close is Fallout Boy to Hoffman Estates? Physically, how close was Fallout Boy to Hoffman Estates? Yeah, that's right. Doesn't matter. Oh, the, the most famous one did. Pete is a dude. <laughs> Listen, you know how I know you're from the, from the suburbs of Chicago? Because you know at least one of the Fallout Boy guys was in your school district. And that's the test. I used to play with Fallout Boy, okay? You want to fucking big shot me right now, motherfucker? James, you think you got all these Hollywood connections? I played in a basement church with Fallout Boy in 2002. Suck my dick consensually, motherfucker. Just stop. You stop right now. You're on the show. You wait till you're on mic, motherfucker. I love you so much. It's nice to see you. You think Chris is alone in this world? He's in Chicago proper. Half the people in his world are in Fallout Boy. Every other person he knows is in Fallout Boy. Jesus Christ. Fallout Boy is the most authentic band of the last 25 years. You know why? They sing about three things gals, dancing, dancing, and then updating Billy Joel songs. What is more authentic than that? They know who they are. My wife's from Libertyville, so I've been in Libertyville the last few days. Tom Morello's from Libertyville. Raging Against the Machine is a goddamn joke once you visited Libertyville. It makes no sense. The dude from Tool is from Libertyville. They want the world to swim because it's a bad world. They're from Libertyville. Fall Out Boy knows who they are. They just want to fuck. Isn't that right, James? Nope, you're not on mic. You understood the lesson. Thank you so much for being here. I love you, James. When is the last time you Googled anyone? When was the last time you Googled a friend? It, it was a long time for, for me. Uh, I Googled my wife before she became my wife. That's, I think that's a normal thing. Once you start dating someone, you Google them maybe once or twice, being like, are they, are they, up, are they okay? Are they a bad person? And then once you actually meet them, you stop Googling people, right? Uh, you stop doing things with people once you know them. My, uh, my girlfriend came to every one of these shows, not because she wanted to be here, but because I think she thought it was her duty. I don't know. And then once she became my fiance, she'd come to a few because I would give her drink tickets, and that's what people in relationships do. And then once she became my wife, she would come to like, I don't know, once every six months. And then once we had children, she's never spoken to me about the show ever again. And that's a normal thing. I don't want her to be here. And I also assume my kids will never Google me. They've met me. Why would they Google me? They'll never do that. They'll never listen to this show. Why would they? That doesn't make any sense. If they do listen to the show, I change nothing. I still think all guns should be melted and Fall Out Boy are the realest motherfuckers in the world. Chris, are you sure you're okay? Uh, thank you, man. That means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. We've been doing this show for a very long time. We've been doing this show for 16 years. And I used to Google... I still Google all of the guests because I want to make sure I'm informed of what they're doing and what they're interested in. But I, I've really stopped Googling the people I see every single month. I stopped Googling Esmeralda Leone 20 years ago. I don't do that anymore. She could be a Nazi. I don't Google the, I don't Google, I know people of color that are Nazis. Don't put her in a box. How dare you? She could be a Nazi. I hope she's not. I hope she's not, but she's from Joliet, so you never know. 
I don't Google my house bands anymore. I did Google James just to make sure, but he's cool. Not a Nazi. And if he is a Nazi, he's hiding it well. Good job, bud. I love those blue eyes and those blonde hair of yours. I had a guy on the show. I saw him every single week for three years. And for every single week for three years, he used to hear me say things like, abortion should be mandatory and all guns are bad. Things like that. You know, m common sense ideas. He didn't say a word about his politics. I was invited to his wedding, which happened to be in Minnesota. So I didn't go because I didn't want to do that. It was a very Christian wedding. He understood my ideas of God. If you want to hear it, listen to Joan Osborne. She's got a great song about her thoughts on God. And Dishwalla, two fantastic artists. One is better than the other. You decide who that is for yourself. About four or five years ago, all of a sudden, random folks are texting me, hey, did you know this guy, Ian? He's the head of CPAC. Now, for the people in the room that don't know what CPAC is, it's very Republican. It's a Republican convention, whatever. He got in trouble because he said, we shouldn't have had Michael Steele as the head of the RNC because he's a black guy. Now, Ian is a person of color, so that was surprising to me, but also surprising to me because he hid his politics to me for years. I stopped Googling that motherfucker. Now, a month ago, this wonderful book came out called The Big Break, and uh, a former guest and a future guest on the show, Ben Terrace, wrote it. He's a political reporter of the Washington Post. I'm not trying to big time it at all. I'm just saying I'm in this book for bad reasons. Because all of a sudden now I'm associated with this guy that's essentially a Nazi because I stopped Googling people. So is it my responsibility to Google someone to make sure they're not a Nazi? Now, I'm not saying all Nazis are on the internet, but it seems like a lot of them are. And it's very simple. And I want to make this very clear at the top of the show and for the future of my life. I'm against Nazis. End stop. There, is no there are no good Nazis. Here's how you know. They could switch. That's it. Everything else, you're kind of born with it. You're not born a Nazi. You choose to be that motherfucker. Get out of here. That's a controversial statement, and it shouldn't be. This neighborhood has changed so much. There was, damn, it's good to be a gangster going on right next door. I don't think one person in there understands what that song's about because they have a bingo hall and it's owned by a chain. Good for them, not for me. This place has been around for what, 13, 14, 15 years right now? I'm assuming no one in here is a Nazi and if you are, please leave, go next door to play bingo. To damn it feels good to be a gangster, you might fit in perfectly over there. I really hope our co-host isn't a Nazi but that's for her to decide. We were both wearing Adidas so maybe we're bad people. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Esmeralda Leon, everybody. Esmeralda, how are you? You, you'll have this one. You'll have this one. You'll sit there, and I'll sit here. Thank you. There, I realized, and we're um, black and mine are black and white, and you're white and black. Yeah. So look at that. I'm not a Nazi, by the way. Thank you so much. You can put it, you can put <laughs> it here. We can share this tiny table together. Uh, when was the last time we did this? Uh, December 26th, 2022, and it was historically cold out, yet no one thought it was a bad idea to do a show. Oh, and I mean... It took a $70 Uber to the suburbs afterwards. You know who drove it? No. That guy From who Fall Out Boy. From Fall Out oh. Boy. Oh, yeah. the guy who sings. The guy who sings. With the hat. Patrick Stump. Yes. I think Patrick Stump is arguably the most important Chicago musician of all time, not because he's good or anything like that, but because he sings the Spidey and Friends theme music, and everyone under the age of 10 that has Disney+, Plus, maybe, you'll chime in on this later, you'll get to there, he's, he's infiltrating that music, you can't escape them on the radio, even if you try. If you live within three miles of Wrigley Field, you heard them the one night because there was a freak weather incident, and now they're fucking with the olds because they're doing the We Didn't Stop the Fire update. 
No one has been oh, able to yeah. to be in that many pockets of culture as Patrick Stump from Fall Out Boy. See, but now, do you think they're endearing themselves to the olds? No. Really? Doesn't matter. They're doing it. Good for them. Yeah, but because also we are the olds. The dude he went to that was in his school district is like 45 now. We're closer yeah. to AARP than 21. <sighs> That's actually true. What is it? 50? 55. Oh. I checked it out. You googled it. I'm excited. It? I googled it. I'm trying to think the last person I Googled. Yeah, well, that's a good question. Who is the last person you Googled? Um, oh, I sometimes, I like to think that I have better Google skills than, than usual, and I'll try to uh, find people that make me angry that say stupid things on <laughs> Instagram. Okay. Like, if like, I'm thinking, like, I'm going to get them. I can't, because my Google abilities are, are nothing. The only people... I'm consistently Googling are people that seem to have lifestyles that they can't afford, and I only try to figure out if they have OnlyFans accounts. But I oh. don't know how to do that, and if you know how, please let me know, because I don't think you could uh, image search via OnlyFans. And if you can, please let me know. This is sincere. I'm incredibly interested in These this. These are high-end questions. This is like I've never heard questions Googling. described as high-end before, so I would like to thank you for being you. Advanced Googling, which I took a class in... Essentially, how but that was Google. twenty plus in years ago. Remember, yeah. yeah, and you had to put the the uh, parentheses around it or quotes. Yeah, yeah. To get the thing, I don't know. Do you know think if the technology has been changed in the last twenty years? No. Yeah, you're wrong. Okay, and so <laughs> am I. How have you been? Good. Great. Name one thing that's happened to you in the last seven months that's a positive thing. Oh. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hot start. Yeah. Hold on. Um, hmm. Hmm. Oh, better what? question. Name one thing that's happened in the last seven months. Oh, I. Um, Did you find out that anyone that you considered a close friend is a Nazi? No. Okay, different people. Thank goodness. No. Um, I went to Mexico. Oh, how was that? I went to the beach. It was just nice. the the Mexico, Mexico just the has, beach. has one beach and it was yeah. a fantastic time. Just the beach. What did you do on the beach? I sat on it. Oh, that's good. That's I good. sat on it and then I got into the water a little bit, splashed Ooh. myself. Yeah. Uh, and then I went home. Is it jarring that Lake Michigan is very warm I don't right go now? In there. Okay, fantastic. No, that's gross. It's it, stagnant. Is it? No, thank you. So what? It's very large. It's still stagnant in my mind. Okay. And the thi the fact that the suburbs up north yes. get the they just dump all their poo in it. And yeah. then there's E. coli warnings all the time? No, thank you. Okay. I'm out. So you're not ready to be a parent is what I'm learning from uh, this. Well, that's different because it's kind of like it's your own poo. Yeah, because when you have a kid and the kid poops, it's your poop. It's inherently legally. your own. Yeah, yeah it's that's right. It's your own DNA. I'm so you kind of, you're okay with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not okay with strangers' poo. Just, well, we're I'm different people. in there. We're different. So you're not on OnlyFans is what I'm learning from this. Not for that, no, I couldn't. Here's a guy, I want to bring up our house band for the night. He's, he's a guy that I, I've known, and I really enjoy his music, but I mostly enjoy his uh, OnlyFans account. Uh, oh. James, he's such a good person. Uh, he's, he's a good dresser. I love his clean-shaven face, his blue eyes, blonde hair, an unproblematic personality. It's just everything I like about a person. James, how are you feeling now that you're going to be on stage? I'm so excited you're going to play our first guest. Of this is so exciting to me. James, how are you? I'm a little bit nervous. Why? Oh, don't be Why? nervous. Why are you nervous? I'm about to play music. Yeah. We're about to talk. I'm about to talk out a microphone. I, are I, you not allowed to do that usually? 
No, no I'm, uh, I'm very much allowed to do that. Well, I, uh, actually, in the, in the city of Chicago, there's only one uh, bar in the whole city of Chicago that will book me, and it is not this bar. So I am actually technically not allowed to talk what's, on this microphone. What's the bar that will book you? Cole's Bar. Cole's. Oh. <laughs> so you're allowed to go half block down and across the street. I can play at Cole's Bar uh, since I have not been booked since the, the, the thing happened to everybody. Uh, a single bar inside of Are you Chicago. talking about the insurrection? <laughs> well, technically, uh, since then, also, yeah. Yeah, so I was uh, right. Technically, yeah. Um, uh, uh, so uh, for a, a good portion of three and a half or four years, uh, the city of Chicago has not booked me, refuses now, quick question, to book Quick question. Me. Are you waiting for them to book you, or are you going out there and trying? I uh, Both. Do you oh, think this right. new well, administration might book you? Was uh, that the Brandon issue? Johnson? Yeah. I'm hoping. I'm always hopeful. I got a pin that says hope. Yeah. But I'm not wearing it ironically. But no. people might think I am. No. But it's not irony. Uh, uh, I would be hopeful that the, uh, that the city of Chicago would book me another. I, and this is no, I love Coles. This is no, I'm not against <laughs> Listen, Coles. we all love don't, Coles. I don't love be smirched Coles, because then I maybe just, they won't book you again. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, they'll book me again. I have one on the books right now. I don't like, and I have a monthly DJ residency. That I don't like your brazen attitude that Coles will always book you. I know yeah, Cole. Bit, we uh, all know Cole. Big-headed. I could drop some wild secrets on this oh, microphone. I think right you should. So you have blackmail <laughs> on it. Well, not, but knowing Cole doesn't get you too much, man. That in 25 <laughs> cents will get you a call, oh okay? So my, my friend and I were at Cole's the other night. It was my first time since the insurrection to be at Cole's. And they've crossed over where graffiti is now the theme of the bar. You know uh, what I mean? It's not Lincoln anymore? It's just because, like, before the insurrection, yes. it was, like, sparingly, but now it's so much. It's like, oh, this is the theme of the bar, graffiti. Wait, but they It's not a bad thing. Do they still got all the Lincolns? Do they still have... Oh, that's a good... I didn't even think uh, of the Lincolns. The, the, well, the, what did you look at? All the graffiti. It was wonderful. Yeah, there is... Oh. It's, it's wild style. It's not a problem. No. No, 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 no. Wild style is the theme right now. So there's, like, wild style art uh, exhibit, if you will. But, yes, the, the, the bar itself has gone to... The, 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 the taggers, for sure. This is what I loved about Kohl's. I ordered, that's okay. I ordered like two PBRs or something, and I gave him a 20, and the guy put all of it in the tip, and I was like, ah, oh, sorry, man. I was just waiting for change. He's like, oh, sorry. And then he gave me three bucks. I was like, I gave you a 20. He's like, oh, sorry. And then he gave me a 10. And I was like, you know what? Good for you, man. I should have been like, fuck it. That's the most brazen attempt of customer service privilege. I don't know what the fuck to call it. I'm like, but good for you. Either way, that's bullshit. It's two pass, man. I still left a $3 tip like an idiot. But either way, I'm not saying it's an idiot. Anyways, this is very important, Zach. It's your birthday tonight. I want everyone in the bar to realize it's Zach's Aww. birthday. And happy birthday, Zach. We need to happy tip. Happy birthday, Zach. We need to tip the birthday boy uh, freely. And if, if you order two High Lives and get no money back, that's fair. That's on you for ordering that's two High Lives. That's his birthday present. Yeah, exactly. Anyways. James, are you willing to play our first guest to the stage? Uh, sure. Thank Absolutely you. I won. Okay. Do you need more time? No, not at all. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for James Swanberg, everybody. Trying to find a place where I can shoot the rock Kelly tells me that there's one right up the block 
So we all go looking, but just to find that there's a hoop with a house beside her. Oh, but we don't mind. It's all right, got open beers outside. Let's go to the van and chill. There's a million ways to spend this $20 bill. I love that. That was, that was great. Very nice. Coming to the stage, she's a wonderful musician herself, and she's the host of the Fantastic Music Podcast, Music Therapy. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Jessica Risk, everybody. Jessica, please come to the stage. I'm going to grab this mic from you, Esmeralda. You're going to scoot down. I don't know why I decided to, to organize it this way. You're going to sit here, Jessica. How okay. are you? I'm good. Thank you. Fantastic. Esmeralda, you're going to sit. You're going to give that mic that's in your hands to James. I wanted to make this as complicated as possible. And Esmeralda, you're going to use the black mic to match your shoes. And James is going to use this one that's silver to sort of match his chambray slash denim overshirt. Is that okay to describe your shirt that way, James? I don't want to do anything offensive in any way. Uh, that is, that's an all right way to describe this shirt. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and what you do. I loved that song sincerely. Thank you. Jessica, how are you? I'm good. Do you think that most people would know what your day job would be if not for the podcast that you host? I, I don't know. I don't think anybody cares. <laughs> Does anybody care about anything? Go. No. Okay, fantastic. Do you care about your child? Go. Yeah. Okay, then why did you just lie to me? <laughs> uh, by the way, I don't think Cole owns Cole's Bar anymore. What? Uh-oh. James... I didn't say it. Well, there goes, his, I don't think it's there goes his booking. What? It's not a secret, is it? It is a huge secret that you just blew. I don't know. I don't care. I think he went, went to the nonprofit. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Kids. He wanted the stability, I think. Or, or just... You have a mic. I didn't want to blow your world up. You know what? I didn't want to tell you that knowing Coles is not doesn't do anything at Coles anymore. You had a world where you believed knowing Coles would get you something at Kohl's, and I wanted you to live in that world. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. And his wife is a therapist, and we used to work together. Next, you're going to tell me you were not part of the January 6th insurrection. <laughs> I wasn't at the insurrection. Prove just it. The, just a rally. Prove it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. You're splitting hairs, but I get it. It's just a dust-up, right? Right. Okay. Um, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I am too. I'm way too glad to be here knowing what this is. You know what I mean? Knowing what what is. What this is, like how much I care about this is absurd and dangerous. The podcast? Yeah. You've been doing it since when? Uh, live 20, 2009, uh, not live 2008. How many episodes? Nine, oh, 20 me. something. Why do you, why? Why do I, <laughs> why, do I, why, do I, why do I do it or why do we I care? We ask why? ourselves that all the time. <laughs> I know her without this. I don't know you. I don't know him. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. I don't know our next guest. I don't know half the people in, totally. my, in my orbit. And I, I am more than willing to talk about my age. And I feel like, I don't think this is in any way uh, eye-opening, but like the older you get, the smaller your world gets. And I don't want to have a small world. Therefore, I do this. And oddly, this has become acceptable, which is somewhat odd. Because when I started, seemingly, it was me and Ira Glass hanging out. That was it. And there was Jesse Thorne. And that was it. And now, fucking every other person has three to four podcasts. Right. And good for them. You know, I'm, 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 whatever. And uh, th that's different now. But the fact that I'm still doing it is not good, not bad. But just, it's, it's somewhat surprising that it's I'm impressive. still doing it. It's impressive. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> 
No. Just take the win. It's yeah. not a win. Oh, Trust uh, me, I know how much money I lose on something. That's not a win. <laughs> if you make, if I'm at the end of the year, if it's a wash, that's a win, and that's not a win. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Okay, fair enough. You've been doing your shows since essentially a year before the insurrection. Yes. Did you start the show because you knew the insurrection was coming <laughs> and people would need to understand why it happened and why you believe that that was the right side of history? I didn't even mean for it to be a podcast. It was more like, let's go on Instagram and do a guided meditation. Okay. And then I started interviewing people and I was like, oh, I guess this is a podcast. I'll throw it up there. Yeah, because you're at 100, what, 15, 120 at this point? Yeah, 120. Okay. Yeah. How does it feel? Did you think you'd still be doing it? No. No, no, it feels good for the exact same reason. I get to talk to really interesting people. But you're not abrasive. No. And And you're not mean. No. And you let people talk and think about what they're going to say before they say it. Yeah. Why? (laughs) Is that important? We're curious. (laughs) Yeah, I've never known. How does that work? Why why would you do that? You know, I think it's kind of a way to... uh, be in the spotlight without being in the spotlight, perhaps. But you also have the band. Yeah. And the band used to be not your name, but now it is your name. Yeah. Why switch from Deadbeat to your name? I didn't want to, but I, I was signed to Western Vinyl, and they were like, there's a lot of Deadbeats out there, and can you change your name? And so I, I kind of pouted, and I didn't want to think of a cool band name, so I just went with my name. You have a great name. You know, I've never, people say that. I've never thought of that, but people say that, so that's cool. Here's why it's good. It rolls off the tongue. It's easy to say. Both words are, it's under. Both words are what? I was going to say two syllables, (laughs) but it's three. And I could could close my eyes and envision the neon JR. Okay. That's that's beautiful. I think it's a a wonderful, wonderful name. Wow, gassing me up. Do you feel comfortable using your name now? It's, you know, I think there's something to being an artist, an artist, and using a different name because it permits you to, like, distance yourself from it, where now it feels like this is some kind of representation of me, even though that's all kind of in your head. Uh, it's nice to have a little bit of a, I never played a character, but it's nice to have that distance, so I yeah. miss that, but, yeah. but, you know. Do you ever worry about your child finding out who you are? <laughs> In what sense? And what you do. Going to your back catalog, listening to the podcast. Oh, no. No, not at all. It'd be great. Yeah, we're different. You've never done anything, to my knowledge, publicly that would be isolating to you and could get you in trouble. I've never been friends with a Nazi. You don't know that. That I know of. That's that's true. true. I didn't know I was either. Yeah, well. And he would probably say, I'm not a Nazi, but if you help the Nazis, what are you? Rich. (laughs) James, did you do anything we don't know about? He's not listening. (laughs) He was reading. <laughs> Your <laughs> silence is deafening. There's a lot of stuff I've done that you don't know about, but none of it is hateful or hurtful. He's a secret keeper. He didn't Prove want to talk it. about Kohl's either. Yeah, you didn't even talk about Kohl's. You won't name names. I don't I, know uh, about you. Uh, is that good or bad? I don't know. He's a mysterious musician. He's the Bono of this podcast. Scorpio Midhaven. <laughs> I'm going to ask you the question you ask all your guests. What's your typical week like? Uh, I see clients Monday through Thursday. I do a podcast episode like every other week or so these days and I'm working on an album and I'm working on 
I'm doing a live podcast show in August, so I'm working on that. We're, we're expanding our format. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, you have multiple guests. You're down the street at Cafe Mustache, conveniently located roughly across the street from Kohl's. from Kohl's. If you leave this two-block area, what are you doing? Going to see Fall Out Boy? This is the only two-block area in the city, to my knowledge, that's Fall Out Boy free. What if I'm wrong? Oh, shit, I could be wrong. I bet they're down the street. <laughs> He's my guest. They're my guest. They're, Maybe they... Name, real quick question. Name one. I don't know. Fantastic. Maybe not, they now own Kohl's. Shit, do they own Kohl's? I don't know. We don't know. Fuck! <laughs> That's what I, I didn't Billy Corgan bought it. Oh, shit! Billy Corgan owns Kohl's? He bought it. Fuck! It's a cat cafe now. Is that an insult? A compliment? What is that? I don't know. Isn't that the best life possible? Yes, can James? I, can I interject that I was at a cat cafe today? How was oh, it? It was amazing. See? <laughs> You want to keep shitting on the guy that loves cats and Alex Jones? What side of history are you on, Jessica? I have a cat. I have he just has a lot of questions, and he's a fucking idiot. Don't blame him for that. Sprouting that bullshit that hurts others. How dare you? Anyways, he's a fantastic musician that hates himself, and it's clear. And that's maybe why I like it. Do you oh. think that band is the most representative band of the last 40 years of Chicago music? Serious Fall question. Out Boy? Fall Out Boy or Smashing Pumpkins? You gotta pick one. Go. Wil Wilco, right? You know, well, is Wilco from here or are they from St. Louis? I don't know. Dude's, dude's from. Uh, Tupelo, Uncle Tupelo. Uncle Tupelo's from downstate Sun Illinois Bolt, slash St. Louis. Does that count? Chicago certainly claims Wilco. Oh, no, it's Wilco. It's clearly Wilco. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> I like having fun. I hope it's fun. Um, do you like the gigs? The you, gigs? Yeah. Do you like being a musician? Do you like the podcast? Do you like being a Yeah, yeah. It's, it's creative. It's fun. I, you know, I have to like it because I just certainly don't make any money doing any of it. So yeah. get something out of it. Uh, you mentioned your inner critic in previous episodes. Does having a child silence that inner critic more, or does it change anything? He, <laughs> he came to me with this he made it at his little school, this massive paper, and it was just scribbled with markers and paints and orange and a little circle, and he's like, that's the steering wheel. And I was like, oh, what is this? And he's like, it's a boat. It turned out exactly like I pictured it. And I was like, that's, that's awesome. amazing. I never had that feeling. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you ever been happy? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Every do you once still get excited to play shows? Do you still get yeah, excited? Yeah, yeah, for sure. What makes you more nervous, the musician or the role of host? Um, group sessions or just group charisma? sessions for sure. Yeah, the live ones. Why do you think sure. that is? I just I just want them to go. Well, I want everyone to have a. It's like being a host of a party. Yeah. Yeah. See, you're not willing to make people walk the party. Is what I'm learning. Where I'm like, bring it, let's do this. I want. We can walk to the party. No, never mind. Uh, what have you learned by doing the show that you don't think you would have without doing it? You know, I anticipated a question like that I was thinking about. I, the thing, what did I learn that I haven't learned? Maybe it, maybe it more affirms some things. At this point, maybe I've learned it so much. I mean, you know, the, the podcast is all about the emotional journey of being an artist, like the creativity, the ups and downs. Not every episode, though. That's, well, yeah, that's yeah. true. You, you run the gamut here, because sometimes you're interviewing an author who's not technically part of the That's true. music scene. Sometimes you're interviewing Those band. are my favorites, I think. Okay, author. why do you think the that author. is? It's just uh, that intellectual curiosity. Yeah. We did one on groupthink recently, mm -hmm. and that was, that was a little bit of a very passive-aggressive people getting into groupthink mode. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you hope to accomplish with all this? Because 
clearly it's not money. It's not I'm money. only saying that because you because <laughs> you've mentioned that. I'm not saying yeah. you'll never make money. I'm just I'm just wondering. Okay, okay. When I I feel like now I feel more confident as a musician, but first starting out, it was either my brother who would listen to my really raw songs and be like, keep going, there's good stuff in there, you know. Or I would read like there's a book called Songwriters on Songwriting, and people would talk about their different methods and how they got frustrated. And it was like, oh, you don't just appear with like this fully formed brilliance. It's work and it's a struggle, and you get really frustrated and normalized all of that. And so it encourages you to keep going. And so I, I hope that people who listen to the podcast will feel encouraged by the other stories. When was the last time you wanted to quit both? I don't want a uh, podcast maybe not too long ago. Music, I'll never quit. Okay, so the the pandemic, you were like, I'm fine. Sooner or later, I'll be playing live. Or was oh yeah, it, I wrote an album during the pandemic. We're going in to record it pretty soon. But it's not about. So to you, it's not about playing live. It's more just like the creation of. Oh, song. the recording process. The that's the, that's, that's where it's that's at for fun. you. Totally. Why do you think that is? Oh, it's just it's fun. It's like making it's making something. Yeah, it's fun. I think it's the the least fun. Oh no. I think you know, I mean. I think the live part is the most fun. The songwriting is great. The practicing is great. But the the recording is like almost the most boring to me. I would rather. If you gave me a choice just about any night of the week in between a comedy show and a music show, I'd pick comedy almost every Sure, day. sure, sure. Who do you like? Who do you think is funny? I just saw Cook County Social Club. That's good. Have you seen him? No, I don't live here. What's tonight? <laughs> Thursday? They're playing tonight at 9 o'clock. You should go. I'm busy. Oh, they're so good. Have you guys <laughs> ever seen Cook County Social Club at I.O.? They, uh, they, they moved to L.A. It's, okay, the, I think you should leave guy, Tim Robinson. Mm-hmm. He was in the troupe. Oh. And then it's the rest of the troupe. Not as famous, yeah. still doing Cook County Social Club, but they are phenomenal. And they come to town every once in a while, and we went on Tuesday. It was so good. That's awesome. Yeah. You make me happy that you're doing what you're doing. I love the music. I'm very excited for the next record. Thanks. Um, you don't have to name names here, but did you ever interview someone on the show where you made, that made them like your, their music less? By nature, like their personality? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, people have definitely said some things that raise my eyebrows on the show, but... I'll say this. I, I feel there's very few people that I dislike. That's clear. You're a nice human being. But I you will say, per- some people you- say some like questionable things that are kind of like, oh, you could probably think about that a little harder. Will you tell me off mic? Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, is there anything you want to get across? Come to Cafe Mustache on August 9th. We're going to do, okay, okay, it's music versus business. We're going to answer this question once and for all. Can they coexist? Macy Stewart of Ohm, the owners of Bricker Brack Records are going to be there. Jocelyn Dell, who is also, he's a musician, Chicago musician, he's also an accountant. And Leslie Tanner, a comedian, therapist, guru, character type, is co-hosting. It's going to be fun. What do you think the answer is? Can they coexist? Yeah. I, I don't know. That's why we're doing the show. What do you think? No. <laughs> no? No. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll zoom you in. James, yes or no, could they coexist? They currently coexist. They currently coexist. Esmeralda? No. All no. right. See, we don't like, have a lot to talk about. Not we in the talk. nice sense That's of beautiful. It. Well, it's good that there's actually going to be debate about this. Yeah. Is anyone going to decide of a no, you think? Or am I the only curmudgeon and Esmeralda the only curmudgeon? I don't, yeah, I can't. I, can't. I, I don't think if I thought... I don't want to be right. Trust me. Why? I'm not like rooting for like, no, they should, they should never exist. No, I would love it no, if I, I the majority of musicians could like make I would not like want to write their... an album being like, will this sell? That would suck. Yeah. 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 But some people do. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. I hope yours does. I liked it. Thank I liked you. the last one. Thank you. 
I really love your stuff. Uh, I hope you don't ever stop. It makes me feel better. And without doing this show, I don't know you. So that's what I'm going to keep yes, doing the show. Yes, yes, totally. James, are you willing to play another song? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Esmeralda, if it's okay with you, please put the mic back in the stand. Are we all switching mics again? Yeah. Okay. So James is going to do this like it's Rainbow it's Kermit the Frog because chords only go so long and I thought it would be cute rather than problem solve. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Jessica, you're great. We're shaking hands like we've never met. You're a wonderful person. Thank you for letting me use your songs over the years from doing the show, by the way. You've let me use... I, remember your lullaby shit? That was so good. Oh, that's nice. Which was actually a wonderful thing to have. We did a, we, we a 12-hour marathon, and we used your lullaby record as like the bumper music between the hours, which was a wonderful thing for like the first four hours for de decompressing, and then horrible for the next day, because we're like, we're falling asleep. This is lovely music. James, are you ready to play our next guest on? Uh, certainly. What's the name? Of, do, do you have the name for these songs or no? Uh, this one uh, is called That's Us. That's Us? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, we're headed downtown. I'm headed out of my mind Union Station back to her hometown, yeah And she just gives me a smile She's got me feeling so loved We stay together That's us She's got me feeling so loved We stay together, that's us I love that. It's so good. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage is Al Scorch, everybody. Al, come on up, bud. You're going to take that one. Perfect. Hey, James, I hope this is not an insult, because I don't think it is. It kind of, you got a little bit of it. It's like a Jeffrey Lewis thing going on. And I mean that as a compliment. You're like the Chicago Jeffrey Lewis. Do you know who I that agree. is? I agree. Yeah, he's, he was big with the moldy peaches like 25 years ago in very New York. Really good stuff. I think you're just fantastic. Thank you for doing what you do. Al. Thank you. Hey. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Hello. Hey, friends. <laughs> I love seeing you in person. It's rare. It's on me. That's not on you. You live in uh, Washington, D.C., right? Yeah. It's pretty far away. Where were you on January 6th? Um, Why the hesitation? Yeah. Because I, I was at Tank Noodle. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> donating money to the Fraternal Order of Police. How many more can I rope in here? I was at a firefighter's benefit at Tank Noodle with my cop friends. <laughs> That's what I was doing, but I was here. So he's okay. He was. I was. There. Yeah, I was here. <laughs> you know what? I'd like to thank you for being the first honest guest we've ever had. You know, <laughs> just trying to you know keep uh, communication open. Can we talk about how seemingly every other thing you do uh, gets very very popular on the internet? <laughs> Most it's recent to <laughs> to like the so, okay. So let's go backwards. Last week. You're like a hot dog poet laureate. It was now? like the Fourth of July. That's it's, yeah, yeah. Um, so two weeks ago, I apologize. Two weeks ago, yeah. Um, wrote a poem about Chicago style hot dogs in a 
you know, I was just, I was inspired, I guess. Uh, my friend was DJing the hot dog fest at Half Acre Brewery, and he was like, come on out. And I was like, what am I going to say? <laughs> He was uh, he was DJing for like five or six hours, sure. and he was like, "Hey, well, you you know, you got the Chonkasaurus thing, and you come be a Toastmaster, you know, uh, and yuck it up." So we did, and he's he's my my friend Paul is like he's a South Sider, and he's like he's like I'm playing the Vienna beef a Vienna beef hot dog thing, like come out and and do something there. Do you know who Serengeti is? I do. Are you living the life of Serengeti's songs? Um. I I think you are. This is an NA beer, and as someone pointed out to me recently, favorite drink of duels. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "It's true, it's real." I fucking love it. All right, yeah. so you wrote a poem about hot dogs. Yeah. Um, is this the most popular poem since Biden's inauguration? That's a serious question. I don't I don't know it. I could you name one other poem since Biden's inauguration? It's it's in it's really cool that people are stoked about a poem. Yeah, you know, you're right. Um, yeah, it's got like I just on my thing, it's got like a quarter million views, which is like the most things, the most lookies I've ever had on a thingy. You know, that got more lookies than Chonkas. No, Chonkasaurus got more lookies. Yeah, well, Chonkasaurus is like a phenomenon. And now it's Chonk because people don't want to say Asaurus. <laughs> They're like Chonk. People need a little nickname. That's his nickname, yeah. So, okay, yeah, so really July fourth. So your July virality is hot dog based. Is hot dog based? I hit that summer vibe. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean. <laughs> Chunkasaurus summer vibes. Chunkasaurus summer vibes. Chunkasaurus was in the spring. Will you be selling Chunkasaurus summer vibes T-shirts and sweatshirts? Well, I'll got, buy them. I no, got I this one. I mean, it, the thing is, like, you you have to like, to get more designs. You gotta like print a bunch of it's not shirts worth it. and yeah all right we just went for the initial interest right you like strike while the iron's hot all right so you, you got the hot dog poem on july 4th mm -hmm. in the spring i got the prints here i'll buy one don't okay, worry cool. okay good i know you were worried i wasn't worried you told me you were worried <laughs> i said i'm very <laughs> i told him that's why i asked you for his number i was like can i text him I'm not, I was right, like, what? i'm confabulating a so story it was, it was like the first nice day of spring you're on uh yeah on a kayak on the chicago river yeah yeah because basically uh yeah my buddy joey was in town who does that uh plant uh crime pays but botany doesn't we're making videos together and he's like staying at my house and it's like having like a cocker spaniel like in my house it's just like just like energy it's like eight in the morning it's time to go it's like that sounds bad it, it's intense all right but it's fun because it's like really i clear my schedule you know like i'm like okay joey's in town we're making videos he's like we're gonna be like throwing weights around and like he eats uh tomato paste just like out of the can his heart's it's like, gonna explode. It's I don't know. It's, He's got it's, it's too much sodium, bud. I don't like know. for a snack. No, no, no. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, um, not sodium. Like no, like just tomato paste. Oh. Like, like you know those... what? I'd like to apologize to him. Yeah. Joey, I'm so sorry. He'll that's eat marinara. Me. I've seen him drink it out of the jar. Say like it again. I'm not even marinara. Okay, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so you were kind enough to let me interview you for one of my gigs. Oh yeah. And one of the questions I ask you is, how much do you play up your Chicago accent? Because right now, I'd say it's at like a two. But you were on WGN News, and you sounded like a goddamn cartoon. It was great. And even they're like, what's going on? Is this a joke? And then all of a sudden, you're like, nah, skilling. And it's like, oh, it's not a joke, but it is no. a joke. Are you Serengeti? It's like a... It's a 
I, yeah, it's like channeling or something. Channel it's 9. fun. It's like, you know, you got to turn it up for people, you know, and you're on WGN. I just like walked through the doors and like my voice started to slowly <laughs> more and more become like this. And by the time I got to the like the news anchor desk, it was just like, I seen him down there. <laughs> Like, no consonants or vowels anymore. You grew up, like, a mile from WGN News. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on the northwest no, like side. Four, you four, 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 yeah, down. Uh, I grew off, uh, off of the Addison bus, so you could take the Addison bus to, yeah. Exactly, yeah. okay. You didn't talk like that as a child, to my knowledge. You didn't talk like that any other... <laughs> you didn't know me as a child. No, but I knew you at, like, a 20-year-old. <laughs> And from like twenty, I'm assuming you didn't have a thick Chicago accent no, God, at five. No, no or, I talk like this. Bro. Exactly. I talk like what this. What the fuck? It's, well, it's amazing. Well, it's funny because like, grew up on the Northwest Side. I had a lot of friends whose parents talked like that, yeah. like Joey Vanis's dad, who worked for Streets and Sand. <laughs> it, you know, it was Joey and Sam Vanis, and I was over there all the time. You know, so Mr. Vanis, and he's like knocking back Miller Lights at the Little League game. You saw him on January 6th at the fundraiser. I mean, (laughs) basically. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, so I was around it, and like my dad would do the same thing. He would like, he would be like, oh my God, this, I talked to this guy today, and he had the most amazing Chicago accent. My dad, also from Chicago. Sure, sure, sure. but um, yeah, he would. My dad. One of my my dad was hilarious. One of his riffs was like the Chicago accent, like elocution school, where <laughs> the teacher would be up there and he'd be like, "I dropped my sausage down the sewer, <laughs> sewer, <laughs> sewer," <laughs> and he would. My dad. Um, this is a little. This is a little dark. This is like a little city kid stuff. Um, when I was seven years old, my dad got the violence trigger warning. My dad got beat up really, really bad uh, in a Chicago park. There were these guys um, who were up at six in the morning. They were still drunk and they were turning donuts in the car. And he knew them. He like they all went to the same like Catholic grade school with my uncles and all this. They were like some neighborhood guys who he knew. So he was like, "They're tearing up the park. They're doing donuts. I gotta go." Uh, like, let me go talk to these guys. And then it became clear they were really hostile. And he was trying to get away and go call the cops at a payphone. And they just, like, they beat him up really, really They put him in the hospital. Um, and so since then, uh, after that, my dad got really involved with, like, the park advisory councils, which is kind of like a thing that came out in the early 90s that he was, like, really big proponent of. Uh, and he started one at our neighborhood park. But it was like kind of civilian board for the park, you know, to advise the managers of the park. And so my dad would go to all these things. He, uh, you know, park council meetings, and and he'd go to CAPS meetings all the time. And he would, and he did that for the rest of his life. Um, and he would bring back from these CAPS meetings and these like community meetings, like these fucking hilarious stories, of like, uh, you know, like. Basically, he would come back with these like stories that were like, aren't these police like so idiotic and hilarious? Um, and one of them was, uh, uh, one of the cops was like, there's been a rash of home invasions and burglaries in the area, so we wanted to put everyone at ease and let you know the difference. 
Now, if you're in your house and somebody breaks in and you run out the back door, that's a burglary. If you're at home and they duct tape you to the chair down in a basement, that's a home invasion. So just to assuage everyone's fears, there's a difference. It's just like, and so like this was like dinner table. Like we would laugh about this shit. My dad would just be like, "Can you believe what these like 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 the worst community policing? You know, just like so you know the difference. Next, okay, like answering to no one's concerns whatsoever. Yeah, just making it clear. Report the right crime. Moving on." got a lot of paperwork. It's helpful. Yeah, exactly. Do you think that informed your songwriting? Because we've never talked about your father before, and I've been a huge, not that dissimilar to Jessica, I've been a huge fan of your music for a lot, a lot of years. Your music is incredibly political, and it's definitely, to me, on the right side of history, definitely for the worker across the board. And it sounds like, and especially the album cover from your Bloodshot release, or maybe it was the He Who Corrupts release. Yeah, the He Who Corrupts release was very much like these institutions are not looking out for us. And it seems that everything, well, not the hot dog poem and not Chuck a source. Joyful, joyful. But the other stuff, uh, the, the main reason why I think you've done the most good this year is incredibly political. And it comes from a sense of, that's probably how you were raised. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Wow. Let's talk right, about something on. that's very fun that maybe changed the election. And you're talking about Paul Vallis hates house music, a yeah. song that you wrote. A mo I, I, you co-wrote. You co-wrote. I apologize. Yeah, I co-wrote. I like I brought it together. I was like the, I'm yeah. This I had was, the vision. I was like, I need to bring was, these friends together. This was your winter 2023 virality. Yeah, this was election. This election. got the least amount of coverage from the hot dog poem and Shunkasaurus, but. Based on how many people voted, I think it might have swayed enough people that it may be. This is a serious. This is a serious comment. I'm not making a joke. The election, yes, the, it was called the night of, but it was relatively close. Yeah. And Paul Vettel's hates house music did go viral in this area. Do you think Brandon Johnson owes you money? Slash, do you miss old school patronage? I, you know. Uh, it's yet to be seen <laughs> if that old school patronage uh, pans out, you know, when I uh, pepper D-case with grant applications. <laughs> we'll see where the chips lie. Okay, so for the people that don't know, what was Paul Bell's Hates House Music? Uh, it was a house music track um, that we released the weekend before voting day. Yeah. Um, and we produced the track the week before... Um, and uh, uh, Hawk, who works at the Hideout and is in various bands, not on Vocal Lewis, he was the vocalist on it. My friend Charlie made the beat and uh, made the music. And uh, I was kind of like, I was like, we got to do this song. We got to make this happen. And then we cut the track, got it mixed and everything, um, like in a day or two. So then I was able to bring that uh, song to outside of the Bernie Sanders uh, uh, Brandon Johnson rally, like with a speaker and a sign, was like dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. USC Pavilion went down there, got a bunch of video of people dancing. Um, I didn't even know, but I got like the whole like progressive caucus dancing I to it. Almost, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like the alderman of this ward, uh, Carlos Ramirez Rosa, and um, uh, the new alderman of Humble Park, um, Jesse's. Uh, yeah. Has anyone reached out from any of the campaigns, be it Vallis, Johnson, or any of the aldermen? Um, no. No, no. Are you surprised by this? Um, I, 
Not really. Yeah, neither am I. Because they're not, yeah, they're not super, like, they're not like, oh, let's reach out to the people who made a song. The guy that's doing the work for free that maybe convinced the Yeah, folks. they're like, we gotta, now we gotta move on to the next thing, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of the three things, the hot dog poem, Chonkasaurus, or Paul Vallis hates house music, what are you most proud of? Oh, wow. Um... Well, I guess like Chonkasaurus, I didn't really do anything except like pitch us to WGN, and then, that was, I mean, does <laughs> seriously discovered him though. Does it go viral without that? I think it. Uh, I've thought about it a little bit. I definitely noticed it go. I think after the WGN thing, that helped it helped it go like nationally, and then internationally viral. Once it was like, oh, this like actual news station had these guys on. And not only is it a turtle, but like it's these fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, 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 for sure. Like, oh, it's these guys. Okay, Have you wow. seen Chunk since? Uh, I've only seen pictures. Only seen pictures of Chunk since. But all these kayakers have, you know, come out and been like, yo, like. Yeah, you saw that turtle that we see all the time <laughs> and have seen for years, you know. Something that, no offense, that has not gone viral yet, which bums me out is your TV show, which I've tried to watch. <laughs> And there's the rub. Yeah, I've seen the trailer. That's cool. Yeah. What is it called? Uh, it's a show called Kill Your Lawn. And you're, you, I mean, the merch is great. It says Kill Your Lawn. And it seems like a great show. It's a home renovation show. And it, it's you and the guy that does uh, Crime Pays But Botany Doesn't. Mm -hmm. And you go around the country essentially like remaking people's lawns. Yeah. And it's on what network? Exactly. Um, Earth TV? It's, it's called Earth X TV. Earth X TV. And it's like a startup cable channel that's like a Nat Geo kind of discovery. But it's not thing. on Discovery or Nat Geo. Like, no, it's no, no. not on. It's on Earth X TV and it's like on, it's on um, Spectrum Cable. Exactly. And, so, yeah, as Merle and I were and, talking uh, before the show, like you had satellite. I was trying to explain you had to have a specific cable package that most right. people don't have. Yes. And she's like, well, my friend in like Thailand has it or something like that. No, yeah. I thought I heard somebody said that it was like outside of the country. Yeah, you, you can get it. it. Yeah. Um, it's on Sky TV in the UK. Yeah. And See, Europe. that makes that's easy to find. Yeah. Yeah. It said like on Sky Freeview number 43 or something. Um, Did you make any money from this? Yeah, it's a work for hire, so we got paid per episode. Good. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. And then we might be making we might be making a second season. I hope you do. Is it yeah. fun? Yeah, it's really fun. I clearly have not seen it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sorry. No, it's could okay. I even illegally download it? You can on okay. Pirate Bay. Thank you. Yeah, okay. my my brother has downloaded. Uh, James, I want you to chime in on this too. I saw a band uh, a few weeks ago in DC, and one of the things that they were selling was merch was a Pirate Bay T-shirt. Okay. If you're selling merch that says the Pirate Bay, do you want me to steal that shirt? <laughs> Serious question. Uh, yeah. Okay, see, I'm confused. I'm like, I shouldn't steal from a touring band. That'd be mean. But they're selling a Pirate Bay shirt. Steal that shirt. Okay, cool, man. Al? Yeah, why not? All right, party. Cool, cool, cool. They're from Philadelphia. They wouldn't want to fight or oh, anything. Yeah. yeah, they're cool. Um, you're also a musician. Mm -hmm. I feel the same way I feel about Jessica and James and you. Like you guys write wonderful, wonderful songs, but you're not just musicians. And, and I and I don't I think it's kind of rare. Uh, you're super talented. Are you still on Bloodshot? Is that a thing anymore? Yeah, they okay. exist. They got bought by a uh, like Music City conglomerate. Is that good or bad? Um, anytime I hear conglomerate, probably yeah, no, bad. I mean, like spiritually, it's bad. You know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. like this sucks. It's so like, are you still on them? Yeah, I mean, 
when I send them demos and I'm like, will you give me money for a record? We'll see. But there Got is it. now, there are now people running the label. That's good. Right? Yeah, they're, yeah, it's this, oh God, what is the thing called? Um, it's called like something stupid like Ignition or like Excite or like it's like some one word corporation thing. And they basically like either invest in labels on the back end and don't have any hand in. Oh, so they it. want the catalog. They, well, they do some different things. They, they will buy a label outright. They bought Bloodshot outright. They bought the catalog. They bought the brand. They're continuing to do releases now. They've yeah. put out like two or three new I know records. Lydia Loveless has a record coming out on Bloodshot this year. Yeah, so that's, that's that company operating the label wholesale. Just kind of like bought it and they're running it as like a sub-label un under their umbrella thing. Okay. Um, and then they invest in labels and let the existing label like do the operations. So like Kill Rock Stars is a label that they work with where they've invested a bunch of money into the label. They let the people make all the creative decisions and all of that and they just like juice in the money. That seems okay. Maybe? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's not it's not wholly negative, you know. It's and it's, it's there's opportunity there and I think they want to keep running the label, I so hope. it's like they do, yeah. And they're putting money into it, and they have a fuck ton of money. Do you get any of that money? That's what I'm saying. Good call. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, Lonesome Low will still make me tear up. It's just a, oh. it's a, it's, it's so good. You're so good. I, I love you. I, I'm so glad I know you. I don't know you without this show. Therefore, I will keep doing the show. James, do you want to play one more? You don't have to. I can play one more. Okay, you're going to close the show with one more, but I want to just say nice things about everybody before we're done, okay? Is there anything you want to get across, Al? Um, man, just go Chicago. Long live Chonkasaurus. Yep. I got these hot dog poem prints. I'll pull them out. You can look at them. They're I'll buy everything. Pretty. They're very pretty. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to put out some more music. I'm super excited. Uh, by the way, thank you for playing. The, you were the house band once in D.C., Oh, yeah. That was so fucking great. That was fun. It's been nice to see you out there through the years. Yeah. Uh, let me know the next time. I'll do my best to make it whatever, not as bad. I don't fucking know. Um, please keep doing what you're doing. I will. Uh, I'm, I'm very curious to see what your fall 2023 virality will be. I don't know. You're three for three, so if you fuck up, that's on you. No, uh, it's fine. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> I'm just going to keep living my creator lifestyle. I don't know if you're being sarcastic because everything you do is a creative lifestyle. You clearly don't care about the money because you're on Bloodshot, so good for you. Uh, you. You just make good shit. Thanks. Esmeralda, I love you dearly. I'm Aww, so excited to see you over the next few days. And then not see you again for... Oh, I'll be back in October. We'll probably oh, do this okay. in October. Uh, James, your music is so good. Uh, you're good. Yeah. Uh, I would like you to play for one more. But I, I just I, I feel like I have to say what some people might recognize you from. You're, you're in the Chicago tourism commercial known as The Bear. I am. Yeah. And I, I did the thing. I did the Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie where uh, only good things happen to people. He points at the screen... And he goes, I know that guy. And I did the same thing as Leonardo DiCaprio. What I pointed at you, and then I went and had sex with 23-year-old women. And it was great, because I'm 40, just like Leo. Um, but you were great in that, and I had no idea you were in that. Uh, nobody did. I, I had an NDA. But I, I think I had, already, I had already asked you to do this before I watched it. And I was like, what the fuck? That was great. It was cool seeing you, man. Oh, you, oh, you, so, 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 the, so you asked me to be on this be, before. Before I knew, because uh, I ask you every single time we do the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, it looks like you took a pretty good bet a I couple years ago. I took a good ago. bet on this guy. 
Um, last time you were just telling me about your brother's show and uh, spreading, not secrets, but just giving me tales of when you were driving people around, so I had no idea, and uh, you were great, that's all. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I uh, have driven people around as a Teamster Local 727 since 2017. I attempt to do uh, the best job that I can do at my job every single day, and they decided to put me in the most popular show <laughs> in America for doing a good job. You were fucking great. Number one, are you on strike right now? Uh, I am currently, uh, I am not on. You're not on strike, but you're probably out of work because of the strike? I technically probably would have started a Lou Wells show in the end of June, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, man. Oh, it's quite all right. Are you okay financially I'm for a holding, while? I'm, I'm holding Caulfield. I never want him to make another movie again. You know Holden Caulfield's a bad guy, right? Who says? Me. There is no good or bad. No, no, no. There's, we've established this. <laughs> Nazis are bad. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Nazis. Not I guess. Not I guess. No, Nazis are bad. Period. Yeah, that's Not period. comma, I guess. Yeah. Thank oh, you. I, uh, to my knowledge, Holden Caulfield is not a Nazi. Did you ever see Igby Goes Down? That dude's a Nazi. I did that's not based see on Holden Igby Caulfield. Fucking look like Igby. You went. You ba basing, based that movie on ba you. Basing things on something and then getting mad about the source material seems like a silly way to live your life. Says the Nazi. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Don't agree. What I'm, I'm not a Nazi. I can agree with you thinking that I'm a Nazi. It doesn't <laughs> change. It doesn't change my beliefs uh, uh, at all. It doesn't change if I'm a Nazi. I could say, sure, I'm a Nazi to you all day, and it doesn't turn me into a Nazi. Says the Nazi. Sure. <laughs> I love this conversation. What's the name of the song? Uh, this one's called Who Knows Where Love Goes. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for James Wambach. Guess I'll just, just fall in to grand designs Guess I'll just keep reading about our star signs Guess I'll just keep praying, I'll keep the faith Guess I'll just keep saying Oh, it's all fate Who knows where love Who knows where love goes Oh, I just hope it waits Who knows where love goes Oh, I just hope it waits who knows where love goes? Oh, I just hope it waits. Who knows where love goes? Oh, I just hope it waits. Thank I messed you, James. up.